are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because he is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with his purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Well, hello, friends. I have a question for you this morning. What is your favorite thing to talk about? What is your passion? Well, today, get ready for a guest who burns with one passion, intimacy with Christ. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. Yes, I'm Kim Crable, always your host and always delighted to have this time with you. Today's topic is a question, are you ready for an intimate, life-changing encounter with Christ Jesus? Think about that, because I can assure you that today, through the words of our guest, Gretchen Rodriguez, we all will. Gretchen loves to talk and write about how to draw close and even closer to Jesus. And today, we will allow her words to guide us into ways to do that. So, dear listeners, let's welcome to coffee author, speaker, past missionary, ordained pastor, and even a past ballet dancer, Gretchen Rodriguez, to our show. Welcome, Gretchen. I am so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. I love I love hearing your heart. So, yeah, this is a this is an honor. Well, thank you. And just reading your material and looking through your books, I too love your heart. I love your life's message. I love what your intent and the and the reason for your writing and we're going to get into all of that. And I know that listeners, I'm just telling you, just get ready for God bumps because they are coming. Just reading this lady's materials was just so inspiring to me. But Gretchen, let's just start out on some personal things. Tell us, where are you calling in from today? Where do you live? We actually just moved to Texas, um, gosh, I think three or four months ago. And so we are now Texans. I feel like I should be saying y'all, but, you know, that's just. I wasn't raised that way. So I'll say you guys. That's about all we can do. So we're here in Texas. Where, yeah, it's beautiful. Where were you before? Where were you before? We were living in Redding, California for um, close to nine years. Redding. Oh, my gosh. That was a big move. Yeah, that was. it was a big move. And, you know, Kim, I want to just tell people that for us, moving was actually, or for me, I'll just make it personal. For me, it was actually um, a step of obedience because my flesh didn't want to move. I was actually really excited about this, the prospect of living in Texas because I, I, I like Texas. But I was yeah. comfortable where I was. And God made it so clear, hey, it's time to move forward. Don't look back. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sharing that because I feel like um, somebody is listening who is in the same situation right now, that God is calling them to take a step into something new. And it feels scary and, you know, like that boat is kind of shaking as they try to step out onto the water and they're, they're, they're wondering and they're second-guessing, is this really you, God? And so I just want to say right now, Whoever that's for, I just see Jesus extending his hand, holding tightly to yours and saying, it's okay, I've got you. Just step out of the boat. I've got you. Just keep your eyes on me. Let's go. I've got you. 
That's beautiful. And Gretchen, I know exactly what you're talking about. 20 years ago, uh, the same thing happened with, with us. We were very comfortable in Augusta, Georgia, and God called us into the Baltimore, Maryland area. And I jokingly, it was, my flesh was not happy and it showed itself that it wasn't many times. <laughs> I mean, tears and it's like, Lee, do we really? And I jokingly talk about how there are still, um, uh, marks in the road going up 695 where Lee was literally dragging me into, but you know, <laughs> it's just like you, it was in new season and we just moved away from Baltimore in the, in the past few months. And I'm grieving, um, that area because oh my goodness god sent me there to the most wonderful people the best friends ever and he grew our ministry into a global ministry there he has to get us out of our comfort zone sometimes does me to get us to that next season so you really spoke into someone's heart and so that and i hope caller if that's you you know feel free to call in and 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 talk to gretchen later or you can we'll give you ways to to uh, reach her later but thank you already just for that so now you're in texas and gosh so tell us about your family was it just you and your husband do you have well, tell us a little bit about your family so um yeah so we actually have three grown daughters two of them are married and we have a two-year-old granddaughter so you know all of them were in reading so leaving there wasn't just a leaving a city or, or, or friends that I love. It was also, will you trust me with your children? Will you trust me in every aspect of your life? And so we, we moved away from our girls, but God had given me a promise that they would be following us just much more slowly. And what it ended up happening is that our oldest daughter who has our granddaughter and her husband, they moved as well. So now they are here. (laughs) So it's God's, God's dream for me coming to pass, which is beautiful. So we have, yeah, three grown daughters, and um, and I I love all of them. I love being a mom. I know, I know, and and being a grandmom is even better. <laughs> it is. I have it too. Incredible. Oh, when the Bible talks about the, your grandchildren are a crown to you, boy, I'm telling you, that's a crown I enjoy, and I and I I just love that so much, and. So, gosh, we have lots in common. So, and so again, so nice to meet you. Uh, our friends, uh, listeners, sometimes, you know, when I'm introducing people to you, I'm actually meeting them for the first time as well. So we're, that's what's so wonderful about this. We get to meet and experience other people's lives. And I always love to know something about the people, as I think our, our listeners do before as we get into their heart and things and and you really have a big heart that I want to get into but I just have to ask you one more question Gretchen please tell me about the ballet dancer that's so exciting to me oh yeah well I I um I started dancing when I was I don't even know three or four years old um and I'm still actually I still do ballet to this day i I've never stopped. Um, but for me, you know, I love teaching, so I, I still teach ballet. And it's just, it's a joy to me. It's an outlet. It's one of my happy places. But it's also a place, um, dancing and, and moving. I'm I'm also a worship dancer. So my whole, you know, I, I just, I love finding, as a writer, I love finding words to try and convey God's heart. But as a dancer, Sometimes I can't find those words, and so I'm able to connect with God through movement and release him in ways that really sometimes are just too profound for words, but maybe I could find a movement for it. So, yeah, I still dance even now. I love that. Well, I can just see where that would flow with your the personality that I see that you have and definitely the heart that you have. And, you know, I... I, I see how much you love the Lord through your writings. What is the heart, Gretchen, when you sit down to write, what is the heart that you want to portray in your writing? What is what is the heart that's behind your books? Mm. Honestly, every time I sit to write, I really have one um, goal, and that's when people 
sit down and begin to read my writing that they can, it's kind of, I see it sometimes in my spirit, it's hard to actually always explain it well, but I want people to be so in tuned with Holy Spirit that they go past the words and straight into his heart. It's like I want those words to not just be, you know, flowery and beautiful and written correctly. Um, I want them to be filled with his life. And so every time I sit and write a book, I'm like, okay, Lord, I honestly, I might be a good writer, but I'm not an amazing writer. And I need you, you to make these words alive. I need you to pour your heart through these words straight into the heart of the people who are, who are um, reading it. Because honestly, more than anything, I want them to come into an encounter with the one who uh, has just <laughs> taken my heart. You know, he's breathed such life into me and he's so changed me. And I want that same freedom and that same joy, no matter what we go through, I want people to find the one that's with them always to find Jesus. And everything I write is about that. So, yeah, that was a bit of a roundabout way of answering your question, but hopefully it answers your question. Beautiful. I, I pause there because it, it is so beautiful, that motive of your heart to really be able to, you know, for the people to, to transcend what you've done, to, to see the reason behind what you're doing, to draw them into that presence of God. And, you know, that that is where everything is that we need. That is where we find ourselves uh, in his presence. And, and but, but, Gretchen, it's really... Our world doesn't really talk about being in his presence. There's so many things that will stand in, in our way. So for our listeners, let's talk about some of the things that uh, we can do to be drawn into his presence. Even as we sit down with maybe you know one of Gretchen Rodriguez's books, you know, how do we prepare our heart as we're reading one of your books to be in his presence? What does that yeah. look like? Wow. I think sometimes we try to make things complicated. <laughs> you know, I, for me personally, I, I am 50%, you know, right and left brain. So I'm very creative, but I'm also, I can be very analytical, very organized. I want steps. I want to know how to do things and I want to know how to do them right. And mm-hmm. so for me, there's always this tension. It's a good tension, but a tension between the spirit and and the flesh. And so when I, when I was younger, when I first was walking with the Lord, I wanted those steps. Tell me how to find God. <laughs> Make it clear. I want one, two, three, and four. I want some subtitles. I, you know, I want the details, please. And God said, it's so simple. It's so simple. Just come and be with me. Just let go of all of your other thoughts and just be with me. And you know, for me, oh, this was many years ago, um, some girlfriends and I went to a conference, and I don't know if you've ever heard of a woman, I believe she's gone to be with Jesus now, but her name is Fuchsia. Have you ever heard of her? I hear that. Where is that name? I, that rings a bell. Sure does. Okay. Well, she is, like I said, I, I believe she's in heaven now, but we heard her speak at this yeah. conference, and she said something so, so simple. And, but it was so profound, it changed my life forever. She said, you can have as much of God as you want. And, you know, it was one of those moments, you know, you feel like the heavens opened up, you know, the clouds spread and the light come from heaven. It was just one of those moments that really Holy Spirit touched my heart. And he made that alive to me. And from that moment on, everything changed. If I can have as much of God Listener, if you can have as much of God as you want, that is pretty profound. So how do we do that? First of all, we have to believe that. We just have to believe that God really wants to be encountered. And so for me, I knew, Jay, when she said that, that I was going to start waking up early, earlier than I was. You know, I had um, a toddler and I had one baby at that time. 
And I thought, and I I need my sleep. I am not one of those, oh, I can have four or five hours of sleep and function just perfectly. I'm not one of those, okay? <laughs> when you said coffee with Kim, I was like, amen, I'm getting the coffee. So when when God said you can have as much as, of me as, I, as you want, I thought, well, I want a lot of you. So I started getting up early and... I said, God, I, I honestly, I can't do it without your grace because I, I'm not getting a lot of sleep. My, my little ones, they did not sleep through the night very well at all. But I did. I got up early and I started spending time with him. And that looked like a lot of, especially because I was really tired at first, um, it looked like a lot of just being quiet, just uh-huh. beginning to tune myself into his voice. So, you know, for example, when we open our Bibles, do we just read so that we can say we read the Bible? Or are we reading with an open heart? Are we looking and listening? You know, I, I don't usually read chapters at a time. I do. But yeah. usually I sit with a little portion of Scripture that he's highlighting to my heart. And I meditate on it. Okay, Holy Spirit, what are you showing me in this? What is it? that you're highlighting in this scripture today that you want me to carry through today or through this week or this month or this year. And I'm, I'm very intentional with my time with God because, you know, I think Kim, honestly, God's speaking to us so often and we say, Oh man, he really spoke to me through that book or he really said this through that person's email or did you hear what Kim said in her radio show today? That really spoke to me. And then all of a sudden, Tomorrow, we forget it, or a child comes and we forget it. And so I think one of the most important things that I've learned over the past few years is the importance of leaning into what he's saying. So that could look Mm -hmm. like maybe journaling or intentionally going back in my thought processes okay, what was it that the Lord said to me this morning and rehearsing and chewing and trying to go deeper? You know, um, how they say cows, what do they say? That cows and then swallow and then they regurgitate it up again. They chew it some more to get some more nutrients out of it before they swallow it again. It's a gross way to think of it, but it's kind of what I believe we, but we get to the- Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just saying that. I, that's exactly uh, a, a good. You're talking about the analogy. I, I understand that analogy of being able to just uh, go over it. it may, I had written a question. You answered. It. I'd written a question. Do you journal as you go through that? And you were saying, obviously, you answered that because that, I just feel like that. That is one of the most important things that I've found to meditate and to remember what God is saying to me in these quiet times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, um, sometimes I feel like God says so much (laughs) that I -hmm. think, Oh, I'll remember that. But honestly, when I go back and I look at my journal, I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. And he'll highlight something. And you know, it's not even just, I know a lot of people who journal, but they don't go back into their journal and then honor what God was saying by going back and, and rereading it. So I think it's really important that not only do we journal, and, and I want to just clarify something because when people say journal, I actually had a conversation with a woman about this a couple of weeks ago. She was asking me about journaling. And she said, oh, yeah, you know, how do you journal? Because I just write out how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And I said, you know, I used to actually do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, sometimes you just need an outlet, right? You need to just kind of blah, get it all out and <laughs> get it out of you. But now I don't journal that way very much anymore. For me, it's really um, more of a conversation with the Lord mm-hmm. where I'm maybe asking questions, Lord, what's on your heart today? What do you want me to carry today? What do you, you know, just just random things or I'm just, Sometimes it's just writing the scriptures he's speaking to my heart. Sometimes it's just writing the dreams I've had that he gave me in the night or or it's, you know, the encouragement that he's given me through someone else that I don't want to forget. So for me, I just want to clarify, 
journaling becomes a breath of fresh air, this, this breath from God when you're writing his heart for you. And a lot of people think, well, I don't hear God. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's true. I think if you sit with your journal and just begin to write out what you believe he's saying, you're going to be surprised how much you actually do hear him. Oh, I agree because the Bible tells us, you know, my sheep hear my voice. He is, he's talking. It's just being able to clarify and know that it's him. And, you know, that's one of the things that I teach often is about the things that you can automatically disregard that you know that that wouldn't be him. He wouldn't be condemning. He wouldn't be uh, tempting you. There's so many things that you could say uh, rule out immediately. But, Gretchen, I want to land on something that you've just said and also for our listeners because I think this is one of the key uh, elements of having intimacy with Christ, and and you said it, but I want to just make sure that that everyone understands um, what you're saying. And I, what, to me, what I've written down is that you're saying read the Bible as if it is written to you. It is a personal mm-hmm. message. Doesn't that change? To me, when I started doing that, it changed my whole thinking about it because I literally open it up as if it's God's message to me because it is. It's to everyone else, but it's to me. So talk on that just for a minute. Oh, yeah. I I have to agree with you 100%. It is so, so personal. And, you know, I'm thinking about how we know that the sword is living, right? It is alive. And it cuts and it pierces and it divides between soul and spirit. Um, For me, I find this beautiful balance of um, it shows me which part of the, let's just say my thoughts, which part of my thoughts are kind of fleshly and myself and which part of my thoughts are spirit-led. Because ultimately... This is about living a face-to-face relationship with Jesus. So if there's things blocking us, reading the word can actually begin to show you what's blocking you. Like you said, it's personal. It's like this love letter, right? It's a relationship. You know, we have the word and we have his spirit. So the two are working together in this, um, this revelation of what he's trying to say to us. But I love, you know, God has never, okay, let me rephrase because that's not true. It is very rare <laughs> when God um, is very stern with me. Yeah. Usually it's a very, even in his correction, and I'm not saying he doesn't correct me, he definitely corrects me, but I never hear his voice very harshly or very sternly. And if I do, it never makes me feel shamed. It never makes me feel guilty. So if we can come to the word knowing that even in correction, everything that God is saying to us, that he says it out of love. He wants us, you know, choose this day, life or death. Oh, I just to suggest to you, you should choose life. He wants us to embrace life. And and I'm just thinking right now, this is a little bit off of what you're saying, but this is what's popping up in my spirit right now. If we say all the time we want to have this face-to-face relationship with with the Lord, we can't have any other face in between. So if I say, God, I want to live in this place of unbroken fellowship with you, I want to live in this place of nearness to you i want to live face to face but if i have all of these things in my heart that are weighing me down that they're actually kind of coming as a a blockage they're kind of in my view of his face because i'm so caught up looking at distractions looking at the things that are weighing on my heart worried and concerned and right now i mean let's be honest we are definitely in a season in the world where there are a lot of distractions, a lot of things that try to steal our focus. But 
we, he wants us to live in that face-to-face relationship with him, which is why, you know, in, in these books that I'm writing, I'm not trying to draw you to the words. I'm trying to draw you straight to him into an encounter with the one who gives us life. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is just absolutely beautiful. And even the way you, your voice, it, I mean, it's just, God has definitely gifted you, lady, to do, uh, and to, you serve him well. You're a great ambassador. And, you know, and going back to what you were saying, and listeners, and um, this this is, uh, this is Gretchen and I sharing our passion for what Jesus can do in our lives. I, too, was one who I just needed. Uh, I needed a savior. I needed a, a friend. I needed someone who put back all the broken pieces. And um, and, and my, I felt like my life was just filled with shame, guilt, and regret. And for lots of reasons that were not my own choosing, but, but the life in which I had um, the life I was living, and and so if that is you, um, and and all that was because of uh, you know being taken from one home to another. Most of you read some of my books, you know, story. But if if this is you today, here's the thing: when we and as we encounter Jesus, the one who says, "While you are yet a sinner, while you are yet broken, while you are yet so far from me," that I, He sent His Son to die for us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. You know, he loved us before we even knew anything about him. He had prepared a plan before we even knew that there was a plan or that there could be a plan. But today, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I, you know, I am filled with shame, guilt, and regret. I have made some mistakes. I have been abused. I am battling addiction. I all, you know, we could go on and on and on, but here's the thing, and this is what Gretchen was saying to you that is so vitally important, and so so both of our hearts for you to hear is that you know, with God, when you go to Him with your shame, He can turn that around to give you a great way to serve Him and to serve others. And when you take your regrets to Him, He can redeem that time and do incredible things with it. You've heard the story of my mom probably. And if you are in that place where you are so loaded down with guilt and you you are condemning yourself, you know, that is not God's way. This is what God wants, and he can because I know, and maybe Gretchen would like to speak to this as well, but God can take all of that guilt that the enemy, and I always say the inner me, that, that, that voice inside you that is lodged in your own heart. But wherever these voices of guilt are coming from, if you will, in the presence of Jesus, begin to know him and know his heart and know how he feels about you, that guilt becomes a way for you to, he will turn what was meant for evil and turn it for his good. And that guilt can become such a way for him to be glorified in your life. Don't you think so, Gretchen? Oh, he, he's so, I have never, you know, and I, I wanted to say this for those listeners who are saying, you know, feeling in their heart connected to what you just shared, you know, that they, I think sometimes people have a wrong image of, even of me when I share. It's like, oh, well, she's probably had this beautiful, perfect life. Oh, it's probably been easy mm-hmm. for her. She probably, no, mm God has done a work in me and changed me so profoundly. When, when people from my teenage years talk to me, they don't even realize it's the same person. Only God can heal our hearts. Yes, therapy is important. Yes, processing emotions is vital. But ultimately, he is the one who does a work of healing that is so much deeper than anybody can do. And he can change your whole belief system. All you have to do is yeah. open your heart to him because he just he loves you so much. And shame and guilt are never, ever, um, they never come from the Lord. And, and if, you, if you're feeling plagued with shame and guilt, you know, sometimes, at least for me, um, 
I want to be in control of my emotions or in control of things. And even shame and guilt, when we say, well, I should feel bad for what I did, you're trying to kind of be in control. Like, this is how I'm going to be. I'm going to carry this guilt. I'm going to carry the shame because it's the right thing to do. This is how I can control my emotions. I'm just going to carry this guilt. And God's saying to you, let it go. Let it go. I don't, I don't want you to carry that anymore. I want you to be free so deeply in your heart. And, and usually, <clears throat> excuse me, shame and, and all of these things, they're results of trauma. But if you will invite Jesus to come in and touch your trauma, he will heal it so, oh, so miraculously. He's so good. He's so good. He's so kind. And he's just waiting to do it. That's a that's an incredible part. He's just waiting for us to invite him in to do that. Gretchen, we need to take a 30-second break. And listener, what I'd like for you to do during this break, I'd like for you to just think about well, how is God speaking to you? What is it? Why, why are you listening to this? Why did God, God draw you to this show? You know, it's always to reveal himself to you in a, in a powerful way or the next step. So, you know, just take a moment, you know, be with him, practice some of the things just, just in the short amount of time of what Gretchen is already saying to us, invite him into your presence and just be, let's you know, be, be quiet before him because he has a great word for you today. And it's always a good word. It's a, it's a word of invitation. Uh, invitation uh, to get to know him better. But we're going to take a 30-second break. And then, Gretchen, I want to come back and talk about your book, The Encounter, and even some of your other books. So, listener, I also want to tell you, if you'd like to call in uh, during this next uh, portion of our show, you certainly can by calling 347-324-5246 and press 1. 347-324-5246. 5246 press 1 coming to our virtual green room meet our executive director and she will alert me that you're on standby for a question or a comment so Gretchen we'll be right back in 30 seconds listen and imagine it takes 5 seconds to send a text and for those 5 seconds you're driving blind Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. That is a short break, isn't it? And that's the way we want it to be because we have so much to talk about. Before we get back to our guests, I'd like to just remind you, about the ministry that is behind this show. It is um, my nonprofit, rosesandrainbowsministries.org. Beautiful story of redemption of the life of my mom and some things that went on with us. So it's a beautiful ministry. would love for you to know more about it. You can go to rosesandrainbows.org or kimcrable.org to find out more about my heart and what we do. I'd love to have you check out, uh, check for our a TV show, Coffee with Kim, where I take guests and, and uh, share their story so that others will know and see the practical aspect of God's promises, how to make his word practical in our lives as we do sit in his presence. Next year is going to be a big year for our ministry. We're doing 20 and 22. We're going to be going into 22 locations with and partnering with different people in different states to share about the ministry of friendship, the ministry of friendship. So that's very exciting. And, of course, we're also continuously uh, having our program, Burdens of Blessings, the curriculum on the TV networks. And, of course, I go on teaching that, discovering the power of your story through allowing God to take your burden and turn it into a blessing, not only for you, but most importantly, for those around you. So check us out. We'd love to have you to be part of our team. As a matter of fact, we would be better by having you a part of our team. So let me know any questions that you may have about what we're doing. Also, I would like to take a moment to always thank Up To Me Radio for allowing us to have this hour 
of podcasts to bring incredible guests like Gretchen into your awareness so that you will be able to know how to reach out to her and um, pick up some of this incredible literature that she has. So check out Up To Me Radio. They have incredible programs that you'll want to be a part of. So let's get back to today's guest. Gretchen, thank you again for giving us an hour of your very valuable time. It's You're just an amazing woman, and you have an amazing heart and love toward Jesus. And, boy, does that ever shine forward. So thank uh, you. Isn't that the most important thing, letting, let, letting the part of God that he's entrusted to us to shine out? Really, it's not about us, yeah. is it? It's about him. Yeah. <laughs> and people think, oh, that might be sound so religious, but it's really not. It's really not. It, it yeah. really is. He is. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody looked at you and really saw Jesus's face shining through? I mean, how would that change somebody? Ugh, that's just that was just a little a little squirrel moment going off and just having that thought. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here still thinking about it. And, you know, I looked down and I wrote the, the the note that you heard from Miss Pickett. You can have as much of God as you want. Um, that was almost like the time when I felt like God so uh, truthfully said to me, Kim, you're not okay, but you can be. You know, God will come mm-hmm. to us in our truth, but always gives us that hope. And, and, and when I remember, when I, when I thought, oh, my gosh, I can be okay, which is having more of God in me. I mean, I dove into my Bible. All of a sudden, this book that seemed to be a word of condemnation, a word that would make me feel worse about myself, became my rescue kit. It was everything I needed to get to where mm-hmm. I was hoping it still is every day. I dive into it. it is, And that's what I want people to understand is that that is the book that you run to as your personal uh, letter people often say Gretchen well life didn't come with an instruction book and I go oh but it did but it, it did, did. <laughs> the bible <laughs> and the, it's the only book where every time you sit down the author sits with you right <laughs> exactly so, oh that's so beautiful right it is so true. He meets you right there. And, you know, and I love it because the Bible tells us that his word, when we open up his word, you know, it's alive, it's active. It'll meet us where we are. You know, it'll go to work. It'll never return void. And so, friends, you know, just like Gretchen was saying, you don't have to sit and read a whole chapter. Just find find a passage and just sit in it and let it speak to you. Well, Gretchen, how many books have you written? I've gone through Amazon. I see one, two, three, four, five, six. You've written a lot of books, my friend. I've written, yeah, actually. So I wrote um, six devotionals for the Passion Translation. Um, The Encounter I wrote on my own. And then I just wrote a book with Liz Wright, another devotional. She's a minister out of the U.K. Oh, I'm so excited. That one's coming out. Uh, I believe this month, um, and then I wrote another oh. one called, oh, geez, what's it called? <laughs> one word for today, I believe it's called, I don't know, I think it's just coming out, um, another devotional on that one, and then a, and one another one that we just wrote that I'm so excited about, and oh, it was such an honor to write. I wrote a devotional called, um, oh, geez, what is it called? God is My Hiding Place. And it is a devotional where I was so, again, I, it was really such a blessing to me. I was able to take Corey Ten Boom, um, I was able to take her words and put them together in a devotional format and then add prayers to it. And that one, you guys, for those of you who know who that woman was, um, she was a phenomenal woman of God who, um, who rescued the Jews. And hid them. Yeah. If, you, if you don't know her story, we won't get into it now. But yeah, that. So I've written a total of let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then a couple um, works that I did some ghostwriting for. That's amazing. I will. I will tell you. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are saying, you know, how 
how do you do that? And just in a couple of minutes, you know, talk about your how do, how do you get inspired? Does this come from your journaling? Uh, what where where does this source come from? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, well, every time I sit down to write a book, I think, what am I doing? Can I actually do this? And and I can't get into my head. I just have to run with what's in my spirit. Um, I've I've written. I'll tell you one quick story that was really fun. Um, when one of the books that I wrote is called The Vision, and it's a devotional on Isaiah. And when Brian Simmons asked me to write that particular book, I, I said no. And the reason I said no was, um, hello, it's the book of Isaiah. That <laughs> You want me to write a, a devotional from the book of Isaiah? I mean, how intimidating mm. is that? I can't write a devotional <laughs> on that. And so... Um, he kept saying, I'll just pray about it because I really feel like God wants you to do this one. And I said, well, okay, it's got to be God. Anyway, long story short, I I did pray. I took a long time to pray about it. And the Holy Spirit said, yeah, the fact that you can do it, it's going to be phenomenal. And I will be with you every step of the way. And that particular devotional, um, honestly, his presence was so strong as I wrote that devotional that I would say 80% of the time I had to say, I love you, and this is amazing, but I need you to lift your presence a little bit because I can't even write. So so for me and my writing, it's my heart is to always, um, yeah, let him infuse himself in every word. And and I think the same thing happened with this. My, so my latest book, um, that we were going to talk about today is called The Encounter, and it's 40 Days of yes. Fasting with Jesus. It was the same thing there. Like, that idea came, and I didn't run with it. It wasn't, oh, okay, uh, what's the next book? Okay, now let's do one on fasting. It was it was a God thing, and and I wrote it because I knew power of fasting, and I knew that Jesus was drawing people into what I call a bridal fast. So it isn't, you know, I do believe there are different times for different types of fasts. Um, but for this fast, I call it a bridal fast, and that's not like a scriptural term necessarily, but we are the bride of Christ. And to know our beloved, that's what this, this whole book is about. Um, it's geared towards helping people grow in their intimacy with the Lord. It's for those who want to learn to hear him and encounter him, but mostly it's a devotional for those who want to know him. So that was my heart behind this particular um, devotional. Gretchen, before we before we go on, yeah, we may have people on there going, I don't understand what a fast is. What, what do you mean? What's a fast? So let's just kind of come back and explain what you mean by biblical fast. Fasting. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Really, fasting is just a refraining from food. That is, that is what <laughs> fasting is. It's and and it really, to be honest, it doesn't have to be a a fast from food. Um, I've done fasts where he said, "Hey, you're you haven't. Let's say I've felt clogged up in my hearing. We'll say." spiritual hearing, like, Lord, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't sense you. Where are you? And there's been times where the Lord will say, um, I want you to step away from your computer. I want you to step away from social media. I want you to step away from things because you're getting distracted. And so I'll step away from the things that distract me. Um, and so fasting is a way of just recentering yourself hopefully that word doesn't freak anybody out but we want to have our center in christ right so yeah. so that is what that's what fasting is about mm-hmm. and so this book that you have the encounter which is a beautiful book it, it leads you into the fasting is this strictly to be used for a 40-day fast i mean is it what what is it healthy for a 40-day fast talk to us about that why are you why did yeah. you create this? What what is your heart in this? What do you want us to do? Well, for 40 days, <clears throat> you don't have to use this book strictly 
for 40 days. You can, <clears throat> excuse me, you could do a one-day fashion. You can fast junk food. You know, whatever Holy Spirit tells you to fast, you can fast. Um, but the purpose is to set ourselves aside to know him. I don't know, what, is there anything better than that? So, no, you don't have to use it for 40 days. Um, and, and 40 days of not eating, I know most people won't be able to do that. You maybe don't even want to do that. But there's other ways of fasting. Right. Like I said, you could you could fast social media. You could do a Daniel fast where you're just removing, um, you know, meats and pleasant food and maybe just eating fruits and vegetables. There's so many different types of fasts. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's it, it's, the point isn't what you fast. The point is the reason yeah. of why you're fasting. So I think people get yeah. hung up on the right and wrong way to yeah. fast and what should I eat or not eat. And, and honestly, that's, that's not the point. He's looking mm-hmm. at your heart. So are you saying that maybe the point is to look at your life and see what the distractions are and remove that? Like, for example, how many hours are you on social media? Is that that is just a distraction between not only you and God, but maybe you and your family or you and whatever. And so are you saying that that may be, as you pray, God is going, that's what I want you to fast for whatever amount of time or uh, or whatever it could be. Just I know in my life I've fasted, you know, just different different things that were in my life that I just knew were were a distraction, things that had nothing really to do with food, but that I needed to just, and, and a lot of times, whatever it was that God was saying, I want you to not do this, he gave me something else to do during that time. So, yeah. like, for example, so like if I were going to be watching a, a midday show every day and I have a very addictive personality and I could just start watching that every day and God's go, wait a minute, you're not, rather than doing that, how about, Fasting from that and taking a walk every day, quietly, silently, listening to me, removing yourself from everything. So have you ever done that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Many times, many times I've done that. I mean, the whole point is that the flesh always wants to be in control, doesn't it? (laughs) So fasting is like a, that's the point. It wants to be in control. I want to eat that bad food and I want to watch that television show and I don't want to have to spend extra time, you know, reading my Bible because that show was on tonight. And, uh, you, you know, we have excuses because we want to be in control, but fasting for me, I've found um, that fasting is like a dying to flesh to the things that, that hinder my relationship with him. So it's, it's not a lot of people, this particular fast isn't about, trying to get God to move, like, okay, God, I'm going to fast because I need this breakthrough. It's more of submitting our fleshly desires and bringing them under his reign. It's about the bridal fast is about first love connection. Every single fast is powerful because of our heart behind it that says, I want you more than I want food. I'm pushing aside the plate. I'm pushing aside that TV show. I'm pushing aside these distractions because I want my life to be centered on you. I want it to flow from your spirit. I want to learn how to hear you. And, you know, I mean, honestly, people, we say all the time, oh, I'm not hearing God. I'm not hearing God. And did you ever notice, Kim, I'm sure you can, you can say amen to this, but it seems like when we really need to hear God, you know, when, when our emotions are high and we're going through stress and we're going through hard times, it is so hard to hear him. It's so hard when we're in our flesh. And so one thing that I've found is that, well, two things. Number one, the reason that we can't hear him is because we get stuck in our head. We get stuck in our emotions. And we're like, God, you're not speaking. And he's like, I am. Quiet down so you yeah. can hear me. <laughs> And so I think it's really important that we take time to quiet ourselves. And for me, fasting is a very powerful tool to quiet myself. And so if I can tell I've been extra busy, if I can tell I've been really stuck in my head, if I'm feeling kind of just dry spiritually, I'll just sit back, okay, Lord, do you want me to go into a time of fasting or is this just, you know, or is it that I've just been too busy? 
So you're saying, you know, take that TV show out and go for a walk. So sometimes he'll tell me, you know, I don't need you to necessarily go on a fast. I just, you've been really busy, Gretchen, and I just, you're you're feeling it. You're feeling the effects of too much busyness. So why don't you take the next couple of days to just rest, to just be with me and just relax in my presence. And then sometimes he says, yeah, you can fast. You know, and honestly, Matthew 6.16, Jesus didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast, <laughs> Jesus it made it very clear that fasting is an important part of our life. So mm-hmm. I actually, mm-hmm. you know, my flesh doesn't like to fast. To be honest, I don't enjoy it in my flesh. But when I do, every time I've done it, where it's particularly I'm talking about now food, when I step away from eating for an extended amount of time, um, my spirit comes alive. Because my flesh is getting quieter. I don't know, you know, the scientific stuff behind it, but I will tell you that when you fast, when you refrain from eating, um, particularly if you do it more than one day, for me it, it usually takes more than one day, all of a sudden it's like I get quiet. Everything just gets quiet in my heart and I can hear him. So much more clearly, I can't hear him when I'm stuck in my emotions. And so sometimes I have to step away from food and just tune into his voice. And it's, so, it's such That's a powerful, right. powerful tool. It is. And it, it really is, I think, choosing the spirit within us, the Holy Spirit in us over you know, over the carnal nature, the flesh, it's, it's choosing to go that way. Um, and it, there, a battle begins because, you know, you were talking here, uh, he, you, know, let's, you said, let's talk a, a little bit about handling the hangries, which are, is the feeling. What, what is that? You said, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, so so if, if, for those of you who aren't familiar with the word hangry, I am feeling hangry. It's like when you're hungry and you get angry, <laughs> we call it the hangry. Um, but honestly, I think we've probably all experienced that, right? Is it just me? Yeah, it could just be me. But <laughs> it's actually a good thing. Let me just say that. So what I've also noticed um, in my times of fasting, again, particularly when I'm feeling hungry and, and oh, I don't want to do this, I will start noticing I get triggered easier. Fasting can trigger mm-hmm. our flesh, but honestly, mm-hmm. it's actually a very good thing um, because it kind of pulls that mask off. You know, I can't stand that religious mask where we pretend like I'm per- I've got my life together. I don't have any problems. I'm this beautiful Christian living this beautiful Christian life with no, I never get angry. I never yell at my kids, you know. Oh, Lord, help us from that horrible religious mask. And so I have found that fasting actually helps to remove that mask because it shows us um, attitudes or just, you know, areas, even traumas in our life that God wants to work on. So when I start seeing, you know, I've, I've actually heard people say that they get really discouraged when they're fasting and yet they're yelling at their kids or having an argument with their husband because they think, oh, I just blew the fast. I just now now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go eat because I just ruined this whole fast. And I say, No, 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 no. That's great that you're seeing that. Okay, now take that to the Lord. Lord, I just got really angry. What is that about? Is there something in my life that I haven't noticed that you wanted to heal? Is there what is going on? Why did I feel that way? And I wanna just say that while I believe it is very important to pay attention to our emotions and not stuff them down, I believe it is very important to take your emotions and pay attention to them and dive into them a little bit. I also believe that we shouldn't dwell on them. So yes, pay attention to what rises, but take it to the Lord because I have seen him heal years of trauma, even in myself, in literally a second. So don't don't dive so deep into emotions that you get stuck there, but bring them to the Lord and invite him into those emotions. So, yes, feeling the hangries is actually a good thing. 
Well, absolutely. And maybe that was part of the fast that God called you to was to reveal that to you so that he could begin to heal that within you. And, and Gretchen, as, as a Christian counselor, I will tell you and tell you, uh, uh, audience, I'll, I'll speak to the audience, um, that what Gretchen is saying is so absolutely true. Don't try to hide your emotions. Your emotions are given to you for a reason. And just like Gretchen said, don't dwell on them. Let them drive you to where God wants you to, to go. It's like a... Um, like you're driving your vehicle and the oil light comes on, well, you don't just smash it and try to pretend that it's not there. You let it drive you into a place to have that repaired, right, before your car blows up. And that's the same mm-hmm. way with us. What we're feeling, um, you know, we may not like it, but God will God will lead us to places that maybe we don't like about ourselves so that he can begin to heal that. And he's always calling out our potential, our best so, you know, remember, God is there for you, not against you. And when he is showing these things, it's not to condemn you, but it's to comfort and grow you. Correct, Gretchen? Would you agree with that, friend? Ah, uh, uh, 100%, 100%. I, I absolutely, mm. yeah, I agree with you. Mm. And I, if we have time, and I don't know if we do, so, Kim, this is totally up to you. Um, it's not that long. I would I would love yeah. to just bless the reader with, I would love to read um, one of the days from my fasting devotional. Do we have time for that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We have three minutes. Okay. Go. Yes. yes. I think I could do three minutes. Okay. <laughs> so this particular <laughs> entry is called Fully Yours. And it says, there is something beautiful about times of fasting. This physical expression of our internal desire for connection with God awakens every part of us, spirit, soul, and body. As we respond to the beckoning of his spirit to push aside the plate, a deeper hunger eventually takes over. We become aware of our physical emptiness. We slow down to recognize his invitation to a more fulfilling life. Fasting forces us to pay attention. It strips away distraction and reminds us of what's essential. Our weak flesh serves as a reminder. Every breath and each beat of our heart are dependent on a source more significant than food. For our prayers to flow in agreement with God's will, we first surrender. We resign ourselves to the discomfort of hunger instead of fighting it. We plunge into the emptiness and discover his spirit filling every void. We find the one our soul truly loves and deeply longs for. When we didn't realize how lifeless, stagnant, and distracted we were, God in his mercy invites us to taste and see that he is good. His presence brings us back to life and restores our soul. And then the prayer that goes with it, Lord, setting aside all distractions. And and listener, if if you want to just Take this as your prayer for today. Um, I invite you to do that. I turn my heart to you, Lord. This fast reflects my desire to be fully yours. Make me tender. Capture my attention and teach me to set my gaze on what is true, holy, and magnificent. Draw me close, even closer, until every yearning for you is uninterrupted. Though there are situations and people on my heart and my list of prayers is long, I seek you first. I choose to drink from the well of truth so it will saturate every thought and drown every fear. I lay my burdens at your feet as an offering of love, as a token of my decision to trust. I need you. I need your anointing of grace and not just for this fast, but for every day and every moment. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful way to conclude our show. Gretchen, we have 30 seconds left. Left. Please tell our listeners how they can uh, purchase your books and get in touch with you. Yeah, you can just go to GretchenRodriguez.com and you can find all the information and lots of encouragement on my, on my website. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Oh, Gretchen, please, I would love to do this again. I'm just thinking of different ways that we could um, divide these up maybe into a series and really reach out with a lot of hope. 
We'll be talking, friend. I just want to thank you for blessing us and being with us today. Thank you. You have really spoken so much love into all of us. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch. And listener to you, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time right here, right here on Coffee. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com.